Welcome to the Cherry Lounge Podcast. I am your host, Tanisha Cherry, and in this episode, we have a special guest, our first guest. Her name is Carly, also known as at your girl Carly on pretty much all social media platforms. Am I right? You are right. Oh my God, you're so lucky for that because literally my username is different on every platform because every platform doesn't want me to be great. It's really upsetting. But one day, <laughs> my, one day when I'm famous, <laughs> one day, one day you can claim them. My old username, like Caves for Carly, I mm-hmm. think that that might have been taken on certain areas. I wasn't not 100% sure. But when I decided to switch to your girl Carly, which was literally only last year, mm-hmm. um, I made sure I got it on literally everything the day that I decided to switch. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, you lucky girl. And here I am just trying to use my name. God damn. <laughs> yeah, my last name is really hard, so I never use it for anything. So I just Carly art Carly with a K already and a Y. People are like, "Huh?" So I was like, "I can't. I can't give them the full name. They're going to be like, yeah. "I don't know how to do this." So This is too much. What were your parents thinking? Why are you making it hard for us? Literally. <laughs> and it's really actually not that hard. Like my last name literally sounds exactly like it's spelled. People are just like, oh my god the k's blah 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 and i'm like okay well it actually does i feel like the spelling of your last name is actually pretty simple maybe like people will get like a letter off either they'll add or take away but it's pretty easy it's very straightforward it's pretty easy but everybody adds like an nki on the end of it and i was like there's literally no i on the end of it the the n is in the middle like what do you (laughs) they're dyslexic I i don't know what it is people are just strained they're used to the johnsons and the williams and you know what we like special and we are special. So y'all got to get to it. Absolutely. Um, so Carly is our first guest on our podcast and I'm really happy because it's an authentic collaboration. I recently, actually just a few days ago, recorded an episode on her podcast, Hey Bitches. Mm-hmm. So if you're not already subscribed, make sure you subscribe, give her five stars and a review <laughs> and, you know, make sure you go show her some love over there and also um, check out that episode we recorded. Did you already title it? Um. Not yet. Okay. Well, I'll just put the notes in here. Yeah, we'll see. Show notes. We'll see. (laughs) I find I always actually title them after because I have an idea of what it's going to be going into the episode, but then we like veer off on 5,000 different like topics and I'm like, ooh, that'd be kind of good in the title. So that's how I get all of my like good titles. I feel like most people do that. And whereas like me starting out, I think of the title name first so that I can kind of stand, um, stay on course with what I need to talk about in that episode. See, and like, yeah, I try to do that too. I name them all out by titles and what I think I'm going to talk about. But then when I actually have the conversation, there's just some things that I say that I'm like, that is the title. <laughs> no, that's so true because literally our podcast that we recorded was like <laughs> it, it it off. So, Yeah, it had so many different prongs to it it was so funny I love it, it you have podcast, to... though. it was thank you so much for having me so we'll definitely add the link to that in the show notes once um that's all posted and available so Absolutely. thank you again for having me on so thanks for Carly, having me on thank you well you know you're on because you're basically the reason I have this podcast literally <laughs> don't even get me started no we're not even gonna get started if you want to hear all about that you guys need to go listen to Carly's episode <sighs> oh my gosh the stress and abuse that she put me through Honestly, the stress and abuse that you put me through no I need to call the police on you okay because it's, it's a crime <laughs> the, so, the, real, the real crime is how long you took to make this podcast 
leave me alone okay y'all see she's already starting on me you know i don't have time for this okay let's move on (laughs) so me and carly are friends we met about a year ago and we've been inseparable on is it inseparable yeah inseparable online ever since (laughs) because she actually doesn't live in calgary she lives in edmonton but she does come down here sometimes to visit and Mm -hmm. you know pretend she's a calgarian and we would love for her to become one but maybe soon we don't know cross fingers god willing um she's amazing she's an influencer she started out blogging a few years ago she's amazing on tiktok she also has a youtube channel and her own podcast um but yeah tell the people about yourself what have you been doing Um, during quarantine give us the tea during quarantine well i mean all of those things are correct i am a full-time influencer i actually lost my corporate job a year ago and went into influencer stuff full-time So now I've been doing that. I've been doing this, though, like for six years. Uh And yeah, during quarantine, I've basically just been putting in work. Um, I my first couple weeks of quarantine, I judged my quarantine by how many days I didn't cry. What? You were crying? (laughs) Oh, every day. My first week of quarantine, I cried every single day. Why? And that's so funny because I was just about to ask you, how do you feel quarantine has been different than what you were doing before because you were already a full time influencer? Tell us about that. I can't believe you're crying. You know, I think I did see you tweet that and I was like, I don't think she's serious. No, I'm dead serious. I literally started a Twitter thread of the days that I like did not cry. Oh, no. what, so what was it about that that was getting you so emotional? Well, I don't, it's just different. So, I mean, I graduated this year as well. So mm-hmm. when we went into quarantine, it was like the last month and a half before my last semester of my university degree. So I was like, mm-hmm. amazing. Love that for me. So that was stressful. And the thing is, is I already work from home, which people are like, yeah, cool. You work from home. Like, it's not that different. But Mm -hmm. I like really enjoyed the times that I was outside of my house. Mm Because like, I mean, I would work from home basically all day. I would have one class a day for a max of an hour and a half. So I'd, I'd spend like two hours max, including travel time, like outside of my house a day, Mm -hmm. basically in school but it's like so different it's not like I even talked to anybody I was just like I went to school went to class (laughs) left that was it and it was just so different like my routine was literally like wake up sit in my home office all damn day Mm. and that's it and like before I redid my office it was very like cramped and stuffy and I was just like I hate it in here it was just a lot and like a lot of the days too if I had something I really really needed to do this is like pre-quarantine I would Uh go to a coffee shop and crush it out because what a lot of people don't tell you is like when you have a home office or you work from home and you get too comfortable working on like work stuff in your home spaces it Uh kind of can work backwards for you so like yeah I'm in my office but I'm like oh but I could be just searching for Amazon shit and then you just like don't work (laughs) Versus when you're in like an unfamiliar type of place, you're more inclined to do the work because you're just like not in in somewhere that's comfortable. So you only do what you came there to do. Exactly. That's actually really true. I always wonder about people that work in um, coffee shops because I'm like, I can't do it. I can't get comfortable. But I guess that's the purpose that, you know, you're just 100% focused on the task at hand. So that is interesting. I don't think I like I wouldn't be able to replace a coffee shop with my office but like I only go when I really have shit to do yeah no that's understandable oh I'm so sorry to hear that girl yeah and now quarantine has been a lot better you've created a new routine in this new normal that we're living in 
Yeah, it's been a lot better. I mean, I got a new office, which has been really nice and kind of has made the space like new and mm-hmm. makes me want to work more. I also did like actual practical things. So like I have adult ADHD, so I had to go to my doctor and get like a new prescription and all that kind of stuff because I was like, I'm at home and now I'm distracted by so many other things yeah. and I just can't focus. So I had to go and do that and... At one point, too, I was, like, making my Alexa remind me every hour to drink water because I was just, like, oh I was my so out of routine. It was so bad. But I have Alexa doing that, too. Like, Alexa is – if you don't have an Echo Dot, like, you need mm-hmm. one. Carly's actually the person that I asked before I, I got I believe, mine. I bullied her into getting one of them, too. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, it's the best thing ever. Like, I just feel like my life is on track. And I did it during quarantine, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, everything. I love it. I'm like, it is. I'm like, remind me to drink water. Remind me to call Carly at this time. Remind me to go for a walk. And it's just amazing because honestly, sometimes people can say like, well, why don't you just put a reminder on your phone? Yeah, that's fine. Same. Like, it's not the same. You see it and you put it down. So mm-hmm. I love the Alexa app. I feel like during quarantine, when I first started out, I was just not productive at all because I also, you know, as people listening know, I work full time as well as doing the influencer stuff. So to be working from home by um, every other week, because that's what we've been rotating in my office. Um, It was really challenging because I would just move from the bedroom to the living room and just camp out there with my laptop, heating up on my legs and just sit there for the next eight hours. I wouldn't even take my lunch breaks. It was a hot mess. But once Mm -hmm. I got to like week two of quarantine of working at home, I started like, you know, doing little 15 minute workouts, going for walks, maybe going to my local grocery store to pick up like something healthy to eat for lunch. You know, after doing it, I was started creating a new routine and it, you know, now I'm enjoying it. I was like, I actually like working from home. Like, I feel like it's just opened a new appreciation for my apartment and even the neighborhood that I work on work in, because I've also been doing a lot of walking lately, just walking everywhere, walking to go to groceries, walking to restaurants. And these aren't like easy walks. Like some of them are like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, ah, oh, who cares? Like, you know, just get out there, get some fresh air, see some people, some scenery, you know, keep your distance, but it's been nice. I have a new appreciation for nature, sort of. Yeah, I definitely, I've, I've started walking a little bit more. I find that's kind of where my downfall is. Like I'll get into these like vortexes where Mm -hmm. I have to, I just like crush workout and I'm just like, oh, and I just like push myself and push myself because at the end of the day, like the only person that's going to get shit done is me. Exactly. (laughs) I have been trying to do I'm trying to do a walk before I start work now like I'll do a podcast walk and it's only like 20 minutes and it's just around my block but I feel Mm. a lot better and then I do one like probably around 2 ish p.m. Mm -hmm. just around my block again just as like a mental reset and getting out of my house because I've been finding that I kind of crave the outdoors a little bit more like I've been opening all the windows in our house and all this kind of stuff and I just like need that that fresh kind of feeling so now I've been going on walks more which I probably should have maybe done earlier in quarantine but you know here we are (laughs) like our cardio plan that we were supposed to do I'm never gonna let you forget about that (laughs) no literally I fucking hate cardio I don't even know why I agreed to that that's what I was thinking I was like why did she even say this me so me and Carly were like okay we're gonna start doing some more wellness stuff like let's try to do cardio like four or five times a week we'll hold each other accountable 
And like, I think we both did like one and then I'd be doing them and I'd be like messaging her every day. Like, did you do your cardio yet? Did you do your cardio yet? And she's like, yeah, girl. Uh huh. She's like, awesome. You're such a great motivator, but she wasn't doing it. I wasn't doing it. (laughs) And then we just stop and I'm like, okay, we have to find something else because that's the biggest thing when you're making any sort of changes, you have to start with what's natural to you. So Mm -hmm. that was not natural for either one of us, which is probably why I fell off. But the walking isn't necessarily natural but it's something that I don't mind yeah the walking I don't mind like it's nothing strenuous it's easy and I get to look at pretty houses and like I live by the I live downtown and then I also live next to the next community is like an affluent neighborhood Mm -hmm. so the houses are amazing and sorry um the houses are amazing so I always walk through there with either myself or a friend and I get to see all the different houses and like you know I sit here and like manifest and think of okay if I were to buy a house over here like I do this fence I wouldn't do this driveway this color of this house is ugly it's too modern you know and my imagination starts running wild and I just start thinking of like positive things so I like the walking the walking is the bomb. I love the walking I love the walking mm-hmm. I throw on a podcast I just like think about my life kind of whatever like mm-hmm. my goals are like recently I've been listening to podcasting on like capital investment and seed funding and oh, that's so good so I just like walk around because it's something I like don't understand so something about me is if I don't understand it like I will go so ham on understanding it like when I started my my clothing line I -hmm. literally applied to like fashion schools oh did you literally yeah I got into Parsons like fit him oh did you that's amazing and uh I obviously didn't fucking do it because it's not I don't love (laughs) fashion enough to go to Parsons for another (laughs) four years but uh I did that because I was like okay I gotta know all the things Mm -hmm. and it's not it's not to say that you have to do it like that it's just like that is just me (laughs) Mm -hmm. no I'm like that too for that I really want to know what I'm talking about and what I'm doing I'm not I just only throwing my name on stuff and I feel like you're the same kind of person so I think that aligns with your personality 100% I like I was having a conversation um about the clothing line with someone and they're like oh you're gonna hold all of the inventory in your house which is a lot it's like 600 plus units of inventory yeah. And I was like, yeah. And mm-hmm. they're like, don't you want to just do a fulfillment center? And I was like, eventually, no. yeah. But like, I want to do everything once, you know? You do because you know what? The best CEOs and business older owners are people that know how to do every role because then you can actually train people how what your expectations are, you know, mm-hmm. and it decreases the trial and errors that you're going to have to go through when you expand. So the way you're doing it is honestly the best way. It's stressful, but I mean, I'm doing it. <laughs> You're doing it, girl. You are. So Carly and I were both guests recently on our friend um, Kaylee's podcast, Self Care Sundays, and we're mm-hmm. speaking about how white people can be better allies to us because obviously, you know, we all are aware that we're in the middle of a civil rights movement, the mm-hmm. biggest in history. And right now, I thought it would be awesome for me and Carly to record this episode because we're starting to see a decrease in reshares and posts, but we're also starting to see a huge increase in people sharing their personal experiences of racism in the workplace Uh and also calling people out in all industries Mm -hmm. by name and social media (laughs) handles. So Mm -hmm. that's what we're going to be diving into. Um, Overall, what are your thoughts on that? On like everything as a whole? No, what are your thoughts on the call-outs, like so the increase of calls? Because, like, our DMs, oh, we're always boy. sending each other, like, girl, did you see this? Like, uh-huh, literally, oh, my gosh. I literally, like, <laughs> changed my Instagram bio to queen of call-outs for a cause because I am, 
I am <laughs> reckless for the call outs. You are. And it's so funny because sometimes I'll send them to you and I'll be like, wow, this is Carly level savage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely I have no I have no shame in a call out. Um, literally to the point where my aunt called me. She works in insurance and she was like, hey, like, I think you should get in- insurance just in case you get sued. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> what? Okay. I mean, it's Why? fair. That's true, I guess. And you know what? Now's the time that brands may start to take action on that. Um, That's definitely something I do want to bring up later in the episode. Some interesting things I've found that brands have been doing to try to, I guess, protect themselves, but not Mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. So let's start with them. I have some tea on that one, though, because I mean, I don't I guess I never said it, but like I have I have a law minor. Right. So like the the things that we were talking about, like NDAs and like all that kind of stuff. I do have like Mm -hmm. a little bit of. Oh, my gosh. Perfect. See? You're the perfect person to speak to about that. So let's start with the first thing that we saw. So earlier um, this week, I would say we saw Canadian influencer Sasha Exter share on her experience with Jessica Mulroney, um, mm-hmm. which has resulted in Jessica losing all her jobs. If you're like me and you're not familiar with who Jessica was prior to the situation, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know who she was. She All I knew is, about her is like she was Ben Mulroney's wife. Like that's it. Exactly. And he's like the Ryan Seacrest of Canada pretty much on television. Like mm-hmm. that's who you can equate to him to if you're an American American listener. So um, that's her husband. And he is also the son of a former prime minister. So he comes from a very affluent political family here in Canada. You know, he travels in those circles. So she's a somebody. She's important. Mm-hmm. Um, in her world. And Sasha is a black influencer. She's been a blogger for over a decade now. I've been following Sasha for a while. Um, she Her brand is very much about um, self-care and wellness and fitness. Uh, she's an amazing mother. She's a single mom. And pretty much what happened was, I guess her and Jessica were acquaintances back in the day or friends, one of the two. Mm-hmm. And they have since don't have a relationship for quite a bit of time. And Sasha, like a lot of influencers like me and Carly, has pretty much been talking about the fact that a lot of our white counterparts in this space have not been speaking out publicly. So mm-hmm. this was at the so at the time, like when we were starting to, you know, talk about the whole George Floyd murder and systematic racism, a lot of us noticed that our peers were very hush-hush. And like us, Sasha went on her platform to basically express her disappointment in that. And she also followed up later on saying, I think it's interesting that people are posting these black um, squares, the infamous black squares and Mm -hmm. quotes, but we're not really seeing them actually educate their audience or take accountability for their personal actions or just really come on camera and share their piece or say that they actually, you know, support us and are going to make changes going forward. So she shared that. And to me, I think that's fair. Everything she's saying, it's very general. It doesn't appear that she's really speaking to anyone in particular, but just things that she's seeing on social media. So Sasha posted those um, videos on her Instagram stories. And I guess Jessica reached out to her personally because she felt that they were subliminal messages to her. Mm-hmm. That then proceeded into a series of conver- text messages between them two where Jessica said stuff like, you know, your voice doesn't matter and I'm going to speak to brands and let them know that you're bullying people into speaking up and what you're doing behind the scenes and a bunch of threats. 
Um, I know to some people that doesn't seem like a threat, but it is because she's a full-time influencer. She's a single mom, and this is how she makes her money and sustains her lifestyle and takes care of her child. Mm -hmm. So to say that you're going to speak to brands and you're a a person of affluence Mm -hmm. and you travel in the same circles as I do, you know a lot of these brand owners and PR companies, you know, you have relationships with them. That is a huge that's a huge deal. You know, people without even investigating the situation, because you are a white woman, you're utilizing your privilege to sit here and almost basically take money out of my pockets. So that um, created a lot of stress on Sasha. So she came out the other day and created an IGD, IGTV story and shared this. And like Instagram, Twitter, like the whole thing just went viral. And it resulted in um, Jessica then commenting on Sasha's video, apologizing, not really taking accountability for her actions. She kind of glossed over it saying like, you know, I said a lot of things that I shouldn't have said, and I'm sorry for this, and I'm going to learn from this. And I guess that was her way of trying to jump in ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Then she went to Sasha's DMs and basically threatened her with a lawsuit did you see that screenshot it said like liable suit literally it said liable like l-i-a-b-l-e <laughs> instead of libel which is the correct legal term i was like this dumb hoe i and love just like, i love uh... legal fuck-ups like that because like i've been on my uh, receiving end like a local influencer here tried to sue me like last year what? And okay we gotta talk about that too <laughs> it's uh i have it's on a podcast episode of mine but um okay, we got it Try, yeah. Tried to sue me last year because I like oh called God. her out on her bullshit. Anyways, um, she tried to sue me and I and I quote for defamination. And I was like, I actually don't think you know what you're saying because it's defamation. defamation. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was so dumb. Like when you're going to come for people, you have the grandma police police are on the sides way in. You have to make sure that you sit here and articulate yourself. Especially to like all of my all of my law professors, they're like spelling is everything in law. Like you may not mm-hmm. think it, but if you submit a legal document and you have like incorrect grammar or errors, they will not take you seriously. How can yeah. they expect you to know the law if you can't even know the fucking difference between defamation, which is not a word, and defamation? Like sweetheart, proofread. Like literally. Spellcheck so, is your friend. So I she did that, that in her DMs. And then Sasha screenshotted that, put it on her stories. And pretty much a bunch of people, like Sasha, the last time I looked on that video, her comments were up to like 5,000 comments. Dang. And a number of it were people that were in support in it, support of her. And a lot of them, one thing I forgot to mention at the beginning of this when I was talking about Jessica, she's also the best friend of Meghan Markle, the mm-hmm. Meghan Markle. Um, part of the royal family, <laughs> Meghan Markle, if you guys are still lost. But she's also best friends with her. So, you know, the British tabloid are not a fan of Meghan. So having um, Meghan's friend wrapped up into something like this, it's got on the, is it the Daily News is what the tabloid is? Mm-hmm. Yes. They started reporting on it. So then people started going to Sasha's comments saying like, why did you bring up Meghan? Which I actually don't remember her saying Meghan's name. Or maybe mm-hmm. she did, but Jessica brought her up first, whatever. But um, a lot of people that stand Megan were in the comments um, basically telling people, like, don't attach her to the situation. has nothing to do with her. It's between Jessica and Sasha. And then people coming for Sasha. And then when you get went to Jessica's page, Jessica was being shady. She was putting, like, subliminal Instagram stories like, you guys don't know the truth. Just wait. 
And people were in her comments like saying, I stand with Sasha. I was one of those people Uh (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I'm just like, I'm just not here for it. So what has transpired since is she has lost a brand collaborations. I believe the brand was Sweet Teas or Sweat Teas. I can't remember now. I don't know. But a clothing company in Toronto um, that that sells like leisure wear, they have ended their partnership with her because people were – tagging them in what happened and I guess when this happened she was they were supposed to be launching their um, collection in the next couple days so that they're just like nope sorry we're not even going to go forward with it which in my mind I'm just like what happened to all the inventory that's that's crazy and then the next day I believe CTV put on all their social medias as well as global have canceled her show and they said they're no longer working yes and city line good morning america is the only one who hasn't said anything as of right now yeah like they i just feel like they just need to get with it because the other ones reacted very quickly which i was very surprised by because normally they'll be like we're investigating this and you won't maybe hear for like a week or a few days but they were just like oh no 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 we're we're completely dissociating ourselves I agree. I feel like a lot of the American companies pull the, mm-hmm. we're investigating, we're blah, blah, blah. Yes. The Canadian companies are like, absolutely not. <laughs> they're not used to this heat. They are not used to it. And they're just like, uh, no, we're, especially in this climate. Mm-mm. No, they're not. Um, so how do you feel about them pulling the plug on her so quickly and then do you think that there's anything that she can say? Because Okay, so here about that. How about this? What did you think, first of all, about the response that she made saying that um, she's sorry about the disagreement between her and um, Sasha, using the word disagreement, and then offering Sasha the chance to use Jessica's Instagram page to speak about um, her experiences with racism and the current civil rights movements? What is your opinion on those? I mean, my opinion, first of all, on the overall situation is Uh the same opinion that I hold from a lot of, like, typical influencers during this whole thing is that a lot of them either are sorry that they got caught and they're Uh not actually sorry about the actions that they did during this whole situation Uh or they're literally just doing it to save face. I I agree. I think that if Jess Mulroney was actually – as sorry as she's trying to portray that she is there wouldn't there wouldn't have been a dm about libel there wouldn't have been Mm -hmm. these like subliminal messages there wouldn't have been any of that shit so i know people are probably like okay well you can't hold a grudge forever and blah 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 and like i hate those people no no, no, (laughs) no, 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 no. i i have i've got something to say about that because there's a few things so i find for me personally this is like I, I feel like this in personal relationships, online things that I'm just seeing, stuff like that. The response action tells you everything. So, it for does. example, if she would have handled it, if Sasha would have come and said her thing and Jess would have instead of being defensive and blah, blah, blah and all that stuff would have been like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. Oh, Jessica. XYZ uh-huh. um, did all these things made like reparations did all this stuff like actually made like real relevant action towards making a better solution I would have respected her more and maybe would have seen her actions as a positive change versus Uh so many people get like 
defensive and are like, no, blah, blah, blah. And then they try to attack back. Like I had this happen with a local influencer here Mm -hmm. and she tried, like she made this whole thing about like me attacking her when it really wasn't about that. It was about the fact that like very much so in this situation, like these influencers were not posting or even like bringing any type of awareness and then they were falling back on the oh well I'm not educated thing which like I mean we all know how I feel about that I have an IGTV on my my personal profile (laughs) it's not an excuse you guys it's not an excuse so I feel like if if Jess Mulroney would have handled it where she would have taken accountability for it made the appropriate changes in the actions then I would believe her more now However, she didn't do any of those things, and it's pretty clear that she actually doesn't give a fuck, and she's only trying to save face. 100%. She doesn't give a fuck because the fact that you did this during the time, this time period, like, we see what's happening. We see the resources being shared. I saw, you know, she posted her little square or whatever. So you're aware of what's happening, and the fact that you did this during this time, it's not even like this was something that happened months before, a year before, a past experience that Sasha is sharing. This is happening in the middle of a civil rights movement. Lady, you really don't care. Like, your privilege is completely blinding you. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like she's highly aware of her privilege because to say that I am going to go speak to brands, it's just like um, Amy Cooper when she was just like, I'm going to tell them that a black man, an -hmm. African-American man has just attacked me. Like that you're threatening them. You're telling them, I, you know, what's going to happen if I do that. So, you know, do whatever I'm saying. Same thing with Jessica. Well, I'm going to go speak to brands and let them know what you're up to. Like what was Sasha supposed to do in that? Yeah. What was she supposed to do after that? Beg and say, no, please don't because you're so powerful. Like she's crazy. Jessica needs to go sit down. And, you know, I don't think she's going to change from this, to be honest, because of her background. I don't think so either. Yeah. She's not going to change. And, you know, her losing the, the TV show and stuff like that, like she comes from, I'm pretty sure her background is wealthy Mm -hmm. or, you know, they're good financially. So she's not going to see anything in that, you know, realm. But I think it may help hurt her public image with people wanting to be associated with her in front of the cameras. You know, her invitation to events may decline a little bit. You know, people may not want to invite her and her husband to, you know, gatherings and stuff like that because they just don't want that public heat. And then Meghan Markle, like, she didn't need this. And her name is being drug all through this. And it's like, this is supposed to be your bestie. You're biracial. You're light skinned. Now people are questioning, like, how are you friends with somebody like this? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's it's a hot mess. mess. It's a hot mess all around. I don't think she'll change. I think that her inviting Sasha onto her Instagram was some type of oh, thinly God. veiled bullshit. And <laughs> she uh, was putting the work on Sasha to fix everything. That's exactly literally. that's the one thing that people miss. She's like, well, I don't know how to fix this or I'm, I don't want to fix this. So I'm going to put it on you to come on my platform to do what? So I can sit here to and do talk what? about you. Like, what am I going to do? I was just like, this. Like, who is your PR team? Where are they? Do they let you go? I'm so confused. Literally. She was a mess. But that is the Sasha and um, Jessica story. The next um, thing that we saw is if you guys watch reality TV, TV, Bravo recently fired four castmates from Vanderpump Rules, which is a spinoff of Real Housewives Beverly Hills. Um, Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant that she has. She has Sir, she has um, Pump, and she has Villa Rosa. And then the new Tom Tom with um, some of the cast members from Vanderpump Rules. 
So Stassi Schroeder, Kristen Doty, and I don't know what Max and Brett's last names are, but it's irrelevant because they were new castmates that nobody cared about. <laughs> but all four of them got fired um, recently because Stassi and Kristen basically had an issue with a former black castmate named Faith. If you guys have watched the show, you would know that. So Faith's storyline comes in from her basically um, having a romantic or physical relationship. Basically, she slept with Jax, one of the OG characters, while he was in a relationship with his girlfriend, Brittany. And that came out on the show. There was a recording, whatever. I guess the cast either never liked her before or they didn't like her after that. So, you know, they wouldn't film with her. And it got to a point that um, Kristen and Stassi basically reported her to the police. So there was a missing, not a missing person, but there was a woman that they were looking for, I guess, in the LA area for theft and a bunch of other charges. And I guess she was a light-skinned black woman. Black woman, Faith is a dark-skinned black woman. And they thought it would be funny, I guess, to sit here and call into the police and say, hey, we found the lady that you guys are looking for. This is her information. Obviously, Faith, nothing happened with Faith where she got charged or whatever. You know, it was a false report. But, you know, that's crazy. So Faith recently went on to IGTV a couple weeks ago and shared that. And I guess Stassi also confirmed this information on her podcast that she has, like, a very long time ago, the situation. And people didn't take it seriously back then. But with Faith going on IGTV and speaking about it in an interview, especially in this climate, people are like, wait, wow, that's wildly inappropriate. So you guys are using your white privilege to basically make a false report on this girl. And like she could have died in police custody. She could have gotten a charge and been in jail this whole time just waiting to fight her case like just a series of things could have happened and they just did not think that through and because of the backlash of it bravo was like bye-bye they they just let them go um so they both lost their jobs on bravo i don't see them getting hired back to be honest max and brett it recently came up um a few weeks ago that you know somebody on twitter went back and looked at their old tweets of them using the n-words and saying really negative things about black people Mm -hmm. and Bravo was just like, hmm, in this climate, which is crazy because Bravo actually just recorded their um, their Zoom reunions they've been doing, and they brought it up on there, and everybody was like, of course, the whole cast is white. Everyone's like, it's okay. We know you're not that person, and this is the one thing that really bothers me. It's just like, you're not the person that it affects, so you don't have the right to tell that person that it's okay or that Literally. we accept their apology. You can't accept an p- apology on the behalf of Black people. You're not Black. You don't experience these things. You don't know how it messes with us psychologically. Like, who are you? And I hate when they say, like, we know your heart. No, you don't. It's not in your body. Be quiet. <laughs> it's not in your body. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it's so frustrating. So on the reunion, you know, they talked about it and clearly things were fine. But then everything that has transpired since now Bravo wants to set up, um, step up because they fired Kristen and Saucy. They fired Max and Brett, too, which, to be honest, I'm totally fine with all four of them going. But it's a hot mess. What do you think, girl? <laughs> Well, the thing is, I I've never actually watched Vanderpump Rules. It's on what? my Hey You, so I Girl. will definitely be watching it after this. One of my friends like is on my Hey You account watching it right now, so I can't like uh, catch don't up. Get on me it started otherwise. on Hey You. Do not oh. get me started on oh Hey You in that God. ghetto app. Oh my gosh, you guys. Anyways, 
so I've never watched Vanderpump Rules. I've also not been a big Housewives, like, religious watcher. So I only kind of know them, like, peripherally. But I am not surprised that it is a hot mess. Like, especially because Bravo is reality TV. So they literally cast people who are problematic in the first place. 100%. So, but, but to literally go to the extent of using your privilege to call the police is disgusting. So disgusting. I can't even believe that. And it's so gross that they thought it would be like funny to do it because like literally she could have died. Like Exactly. Like what what do these people like they that they don't understand? Like I I don't I don't understand it. Like how are people so just I would never do I would never make a false report about somebody I would never do that because this is the thing what I've learned growing up is that you can always control how a problem starts but you cannot control the outcome it can spiral completely out of your hands and you can't do anything to pick that back up like it's happened things have transpired there's no there's nothing you can do about it at that point you know you have to let it pan out the way it's going to And these people just have no freaking clue when it comes to that. So since this has happened, Stassi and Kristen both made a statement. I'm reading it right now. Girl, read it. Stassi's statement, I feel like, was more swallowable, more digestible. Mm -hmm. There's the word. (laughs) It was more digestible. Um, Kristen's was just like, it wasn't racially fused. That wasn't our intention. We truly thought it was her. But, you know, either way, we're sorry. We should have been more sure. Whereas Stassi was like, you know, I am ashamed that I did this. And she was a little bit more apologetic. Was it believable to me? No, I still wasn't believable because, again, as you mentioned earlier with the Jessica and Sasha situation, you have to look at how they, what their actions were after the fact. And this happened quite, this happened a long time ago, like at least like a year or maybe a little bit more ago, the situation. And I remember um, Stassi was under fire because of some comments that she had made on her podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, you know, she has spoke to people in the black community who have, you know, shared why her comments were problematic. And, you know, she, I guess, learned something from that. We've been sharing a lot of resources online, you know, after the whole incident with faith, she, when it actually happened, she talked about it on her podcast also. And she was laughing and giggling about it. Like, girl, you didn't think it was a problem after it happened. And then in, you know, during the civil rights movement, you're seeing all the information and resources we're sharing when we're talking about gaslighting, white privilege, when we're talking about microaggressions. At no point during any of these instances, did you not reflect back to that situation with Faith and say, wow, like I did something horrible that falls in line with this. I should reach out to her. And then it's like, okay, you saw all these resources. You chose not to reflect then. But then Faith did her IGTV interview. It was all over social media. I'm sure you got tagged in a dozen of them. Mm-hmm. You saw it. Not even then did you think it was appropriate to pick up your phone and say, Faith, I watched your interview. And, you know, with everything happening right now, like, I'm sorry. I should have never done that. That is unacceptable. That is so terrible. And I'm going to do better. And I really wholeheartedly hope you forgive me. If you don't, I get it. But, like, I really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Even then, but you didn't. It wasn't until Bravo, it wasn't until your PR company dropped you. 
<laughs> and you lost some money and some sponsorships out of it. It wasn't until Bravo then fired you that you got shook and then you made a statement on your social media. So as you said earlier, it's very performative because now you're just doing it so that to fix things, but you don't actually feel bad for what you did. And then Kristen, like, girl, nobody even cares about you and your statement was weak as hell. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of these girls, like, they're out here thinking, okay, like, we'll apologize and blah, 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 and, like, mm-hmm. all this shit. And I completely agree with you when they said, like, when you said if they actually were genuine and remorseful and, like, were actually disgusted with what they did, they would have made a prior apology before mm-hmm. all this came out and blah, blah, blah. And, like, in the comments, I'm seeing a lot of people being like, why did Faith wait two and a half years to talk about this? And I feel like a lot of the time white people especially don't understand that when you are a minority and you are not in the societal position of power, when you mm-hmm. speak out against these things, like, you stand to lose everything. Exactly. It's so everything. scary. Because, because the system is is disproportionately weighted against you like Mm -hmm. all of these people are now coming out about these things because we all feel safe enough and in Mm -hmm. finally in a like a power balance not even like a like a more power or whatever because that's not the point we finally feel like we're on track to being treated equally so we can come out and being heard so we can come out and address these things that before when the system was disproportionately against us we couldn't say these things because it would literally ruin our lives and we are not in the position to just hire a new PR team and everything will be fine exactly Uh, it's just it's so frustrating that it's frustrating because a lot of us normal people not even public figures you know a lot of us average just regular people we experience these things on a day-to-day basis and it's frustrating because we have to we have to internalize it and be okay with it because this is just the way the world is and as you said we're finally at a point in the world where we're being heard and supported and the space is safer that you come forward and again people in their white privilege as opposed to listening and taking in what's being said and then reflecting on your personal experiences on how you may have treated someone like this you want to blame them like it's the victim shame and blaming like I'm just not down for it and I'm happy a lot of these brands and organizations are making quick decisions like this and you know letting go of these people but they also need to reflect internally into their business structure to sit to sit here and look into this further to say like hey why didn't we do something about this when it first happened why didn't we take this seriously you know Because again, as you said, it happened two and a half years ago. There's been a lot of public things that have been put out there about it. Why are we not nipping this in the butt? You know, if somebody came onto our platform and said something very negative about the LGBT plus community, LGBTQ plus community, sorry, um, it would be a wrap. So why are we not supporting all marginalized people like this? You know, Mm -hmm. no, a hundred percent. It's a fucking hot mess. And I'm so happy, honestly, to see everything moving in the direction it is. Like, I'm happy to see these people fucking fired. I'm happy to see all of their shit exposed. And Uh I don't like. I don't know how long they thought they could get away with being racist. Like, it's not like these. Oh, they think they they think they can get along with it forever. (laughs) Literally, these these like white people who are the supporters of these like problematic white people are always out here like, oh, like 
blah, 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 grow and learn, X, Y, Z. And it's just like, it's awful because it's these type of people that are allowing these people to feel comfortable in their shitty ways of being Mm -hmm. racist. Exactly. And that's what it is. People are scared to call people racist and they don't realize that there's different levels of racism. It's not just literally someone the N word. It's not just a hate crime of killing them. Like those are the extremes, but there are, there are, you know, less extreme things that people do that makes them a racist. And I think we need to call it what it is. People are so scared to say that. And I, and you know, it's so funny now that I'm thinking about this. I remember in the comments of Sasha's um, IGTV, someone's like, sis, you know, I'm a little frustrated that you just didn't call it for what it was, that the woman was being racist towards you. Mm-hmm. And I had to comment, and she was still showing her support and love of Sasha, but I had to comment back to the girl and say, you know what? I can understand your frustration with her not just calling it what it is, but I think you also need to take into account that as Black people, we're very much conditioned to not come across aggressive, combatic, and also to be, you know, mindful of the other person's feelings, even though they've done us wrong. And that's something that we have to go back and fix within ourselves. But, you know, throwing that out her, you know, isn't going to help the situation. No, at this point, we need to give her strength. But I think that is something that we also need to know ourselves is that we need to just call it what it is. Like, don't sugarcoat it. Don't sit here and try to pacify what the situation and what's happened. Like, call it what it is. You're being racist or you are a racist, whatever. But it's wrong and enough is enough. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to part one of this conversation with Carly. Make sure you follow her on Instagram at yourgirlcarly on all social media platforms. And that is Y-O-U-R-G-I-R-L-K-A-R-L-Y. Also make sure that you're following my page on Instagram, Tanisha.Cherry and the podcast page, Cherry Lounge Podcast. If you're on Twitter, go ahead and join in on the conversation also at Cherry Lounge Pod. And if you're listening right now, Make sure that, you know, you take a little screenshot, share it on your stories, tag me and the podcast Instagram page, and I'll make sure to show you some love and repost it. Let me know what you guys think about what we're talking about. Um, share any call outs that you've seen publicly that have been very interesting to you, educational or just inspiring and motivating. And also let me know how you're doing right now. There's a lot that's happening and I know it can be overwhelming and you know, bring up some PTSD and anxiety in a lot of us who have experienced racism. So definitely hit me in the DMs and let's talk about it. Make sure you also check out the part two of this episode when you have time. Hopefully that's right now. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.